Today we're speaking to Nacha Wunsch. I'm struggling to pronounce her last name. She's from Yoga Loka. She's a senior yoga teacher and she teaches yoga for all ages and abilities to educate and help you to love and trust yourselves, to learn to smile from the inside out. That's a quote from your webpage. Welcome, Nacha. Hey, Kylie. (laughs) So I love that aim to encourage people to love and trust themselves and to learn to smile from the inside out. Where did that come from? I came up with this sentence um, in a course that I did uh, was in relation to children's yoga therapy and um, teaching children in yoga. And we went quite deep into our mission and our goals. And uh, that was a result from it. And I thought it applies not only to children. It does apply to the adults as well. I remember you smiling all the time when I came to take your classes as my yoga teacher. So I think it's very relevant for you. I just want to take a moment, though. One of the reasons I've asked you to speak today is to specifically talk about beyond cancer retreats and move after cancer. But Mm -hmm. I want to take a moment just to acknowledge your journey. So you've actually had your own journey with cancer. Would you mind speaking to us about when that was diagnosed and the diagnosis and and where you're at now? Of course. I was um, diagnosed the first time in 2012. That was in March. I had a lumpectomy and then radiation as treatment and went on um, some hormone treatments as well, which uh, one of them was for two years and the other one was meant to be for five years. At that time, I was looking actually as I was already teaching yoga for a yoga teacher or yoga therapist that was specialized in after cancer teaching and I couldn't find anyone. So instead I found a course uh, with a teacher called Annette Loudon and is one of the most experienced in the field of breast cancer. So she was running a workshop and teacher training in August that very same year. So instead of looking for further for a teacher enrolled into the course That's how all of this started. I repeated the course then roughly about three years later because I was not quite over the whole cancer experience that I had myself and uh, was still fairly angry and not in the right place actually to, to teach someone else. So after repeating the course, I found someone to work with me as a case study and completed um, the training. So I'm already fully qualified to teach after cancer. That's fantastic. Can I ask you about your own experience? So you said, so I haven't had anyone close to me that has had cancer. My, one of my best friends, her husband's passed from cancer. But that experience within itself is insanely massive. I guess there's parts, there's the diagnosis, there's going through the process of treatment. So you said you had hormone treatment, you had a lumpectomy. Did you search out any alternative healing treatments during that time apart from yoga? 
Not at this stage. Um, I was relying on yoga and that then to regain some physical strength as well as uh, a lot of mind work. Yoga has so many things to offer to help. Actually, you could start at the diagnosis where you kind of feel as if someone pulls everything that you know right out from underneath you. You dive into a state of deep fear. And if I um, may talk in yoga terms, um, all of the kleshas come into place, the afflictions of the mind and predominantly the fear of dying. So yoga has so many tools to offer in these regards that I didn't see any further than yoga at that stage. I did search for alternatives and complementary treatments in my second diagnosis. And that happened straight after I actually the second time I repeated that course. So I was diagnosed again in um, June 2015. Uh, there then I was a lot more composed talking about feelings and reactions and what it does to you. As I've done all of these studies, I kind of knew so much more because when you head into a cancer experience the first time, everything is unknown and you kind of struggle getting your head around and there's nothing that you can actually do. It feels like the doctors are taking over. They're rushing you from one thing to the next and um, there's not much mind space left. Hence why I call uh, my program um, after cancer, there's something you can do. This second time round, I went and listened to a few documentaries and watched a few and went a lot deeper. What I found was that I could do even more. So I went and saw people that connected me to my heart space people that work complementary and alternatively and went through several other treatments like a double mastectomy, chemotherapy, and this is where I finished and went a little bit more alternative from there. Where are you at now? Are you cancer survivor? Are you in remission? What's the terminology you would use? As I learned, we all have cancer within our bodies and it is a matter of uh, however you want to call it. Some people develop um, cancer as a diagnosis, others don't and they live a healthy life. So whatever causes cancer in the end, there's so many factors that, that play a big role and a huge factor, of course, is stress as we now know. So I would not necessarily call me a survivor, although I sometimes use the term to describe my services that I have to offer so people can relate to me and maybe even find a fair bit of trust to work with someone who's had the experience herself if that makes sense. Oh, I think it's so powerful that you've actually been through the experience and been able to 
bring yourself back together from that fear, that fear of dying, the fear of the unknown, the treatment itself, which can be horrific. And then to come out the other side and I know another friend that's had cancer, but to pull yourself back together and ground back in life when the focus has been so long on the cancer. So Nacho, you offer beyond cancer retreats where you're a co-facilitator and move after Mm -hmm. cancer. So can you talk to me first about the retreat? So you did the retreat yourself, didn't you? Yes, absolutely. This has been started by a yoga therapist from Canada. She came to Australia and and offered these retreats. I saw that and um, also went on her website and noticed she was looking for someone to help facilitate uh, the retreats in Australia and potentially also run them. Now, there's so much that happened in between this retreat and where we are now today with all the restrictions that we're living in, especially in Victoria, Mm. that we still haven't had a chance to uh, run one together. So my experience with the retreat itself, it is a very intense program. You go into likely an ashram or a closed facility that offers everything you need for three weeks. You don't leave there other than maybe for a walk or to drink a coffee if you (laughs) dare to. (laughs) Uh, But um, there's practice nearly every day. You've got one a day a week uh, that is free for you to relax. But six days a week, you're practicing. You get to watch different um, videos about your health you start learning about the different tools that you can use and the practice basically starts in the early morning with the physical practice you then move into lectures you learn how to do certain breathing techniques meditation eye rest is involved which is a form of deep relaxation that also allows you to go into deeper emotional states and releases and that happens every single day you finish in the evening go to bed that's your day my experience with that was very very intense and on the second last day when coming out of one of these relaxations that was guiding us into cleaning out our body, for example, imagining using a vacuum and suck everything out that's unhealthy. It did not even occur to me that there was cancer left in my body. So after this intense program, I felt completely re-energized, healthy and well. That's amazing. We're here on Good Health Radio with Nacha speaking about her own cancer journey and her amazing programs Beyond Cancer Retreat and Move After Cancer. So that retreat sounds extremely intense. Now, is that for people that have, sorry to use the word survive, but survived cancer, that they're on the process of re-establishing their lives or can people with cancer do it as well that are through in treatment? How does that work? Both of that is possible. The There's a few things that need to be considered if someone is still in treatment. 
It either would like to be paused for the three weeks, if that is an option, or there needs to be a treatment that is manageable during the retreat. People come there that might have a clearance after treatment to participate, but there would also be people that um, might have a worse diagnosis, let's put it like that. I won't use uh, the medical terms here. So people from all stages can join in. And I found that it is mainly those that are very, very challenged. Okay. That are challenged that come and do it? Is that what you mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Challenged mm. mentally? Emotionally? On, on multiple levels, I would say, either through the severity of um, their cancer occurrence or even emotionally and mentally. Oftentimes, um, when cancer comes up in your life, there's other factors that have happened that build up to that stage. So a major life event around that person. I'd like to speak to you about a quote that is also on the webpage. Mm -hmm. It says, spirit can't have cancer. The cancer lives in the body while the mind struggles to understand. Could you speak to me about that, that the spirit can't have cancer? We are all in a way, whether we believe it or not, spiritual beings. We've got this spirit that, from my point of view, sits somewhere in the heart area and um, with that one, we are all connected to each other as well. This part of us can never be sick. It's always whole and healthy. We just simply forget how to connect to it. The body might be sick and the mind just can't cope with it. This is what happens from the diagnosis onwards throughout the experience, basically that the mind is constantly in overdrive and what we do in the retreats as well as in the courses is to access the mind and connect it back to body and spirit so we become whole. Spirit, so important. So that's what I was going to ask you too because it talks about the tools that people can gain so I know through yoga, as a yoga teacher myself, there are definite tools that we can utilize. So what tools would they necessarily gain to be able to support them when they leave the retreat? Well, as the retreat is three weeks long, that allows enough time for people to learn their prescribed practice to the point that they have no problem at all continuing the practice at home. These tools are taught broadly for an understanding, but then everyone walks away with their own prescription. That could be asana, so physical postures and movements of the physical body. It could be and likely is breathing practices. It is a relaxation. 
and there's also meditation involved and chanting. So we're talking about basically all the aspects of yoga. We're not even leaving out the philosophy part that is needed to uh, for the mind to start understanding what is actually being introduced into someone's life. So that interests me, the philosophy part. So is that about karma or am I way off? Oh, way off. It's more, <laughs> more simple. So what would the In philosophy... The end, it might lead to something like karma, but not everyone believes in it. And that brings me also to the point... Um, why there is neither in the retreat nor in my program a mention of yoga. Okay. When we, when we think about yoga nowadays, we think about Instagram, anything social media, we think about postures, nice, slim, beautiful women, oftentimes exposing half of their breasts and um, <laughs> in in the most fanciest uh, postures um so to attract a certain clientele this is not what this is about and as this image is now so widespread i'm avoiding the word yoga that's really interesting so for you it's really about becoming whole again is that how you see it Mm, absolutely. And that also brought me to now completely studying yoga therapy. I don't care much about the physical postures, what they look like, if they are perfect or not. I care about the feeling that is created in a practice and hence, yes, the avoidance of that subject of what does it look like on the outside. There's no photo that could even indicate uh, what these programs are about and what people can gain from them. There's the sense of community that plays a big role of being together with people that understand you. So you can build that connection, which also helps you to become more whole. You don't feel that left alone. Yeah, well, acknowledging each other and being with each other and knowing each other's processes that people have gone through that would be a massive strengthening tool I think that connection you mentioned yoga therapy what's yoga therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> that is all that I described before okay <laughs> the whole retreat is basically yoga therapy so is the course um, yoga therapy looks at an individual coming into the practice and looks at the whole being. When you go and see the doctor, for example, here about cancer, you get looked at, in my case, at my breasts. Oh, they're cancerous. Let's do something about that. There's surgery, there's medication, um, other medical therapies. No one actually looks at the rest of you. Yeah. You are you are a patient with cancer and that's how you get identified. Yoga therapy can help you and we're coming back to the topic of becoming whole, of healing yourself in the way as I described coming out of the retreat. I don't know if there was still active cancer in my body. I just felt healthy and whole again. And all of these tools can help you to reach that state. 
That sounds amazing. So you do move after cancer. So what is that? Um, That is basically very similar to the retreat, yet a bit more accessible in, in that I invite people into a group setting and it goes usually for six weeks. Sometimes I shorten it down to five if public holidays are in the way. But usually we come for six weeks. We meet as a group. We introduce ourselves to get a sense of uh, the community and to open the space up for any questions that might arise and to build the trust that that is a safe environment. And then I teach these different aspects that are relevant to most cancers, such as some physical movement, I teach uh, breathing practices, which we call pranayama. I teach relaxation. There's a bit of a restorative element in the practice, and I give people homework. (laughs) (laughs) So that sounds like going to school again. But it is learning about yourself. So if you just go into a class for example as you do know you do the class you feel a certain way you walk out and you forget about it Um, that doesn't have a lasting impact in yoga therapy and in these courses you actually do the practice every single day now as these courses are for a broader variety of people and there's more than just one person i keep it more generalized and um, people go home i send them audio files written files sometimes videos to use as their home practice tools and i ask them to pick the ones that they felt in class were the most suitable ones for themselves. I asked them to practice that every day until we meet again. Then we talk about them and move on and deepen. And that happens every week until the last week. Wow, that sounds amazing. We're talking with Nacha on Good Health Radio with Kylie Roger. So we're talking about after cancer, beyond cancer retreat, move after cancer and Nacha offers these beautiful times where you can connect with others that you've been through similar experiences where you can come back to feeling whole again using a lot of different techniques now something you spoke about before was about holding space Nacha now how do you hold space for people it is that I provide uh, first of all in uh, non-COVID times a a safe environment. At the moment I teach these courses out of a space in Blackburn. Befriended teachers are running a yoga studio there and they're offering me this space which I I can lock the door and people come in. They are usually quite insecure as um, you would expect. I then introduce myself to them and I usually show up a very vulnerable and open so that people get an idea what is there as an offering from my side. I then invite people to talk about themselves if they choose to. There's never a pressure to do anything. Sometimes um, someone's so overwhelmed they really have don't have the words to 
uh, contribute to the sharing. But usually that happens a little bit later in the course, if not on the very first day. Uh, with that, everything stays within this room. So what people are sharing, no one takes that outside of the space, nor do I, of course. And as we practice together and experience the beautiful techniques that yoga um, provides us with, we get that sense of safety and security, which, of course, the techniques uh, contribute to as well. So in this time of COVID, what can you offer people that are listening? So your website is www.yogaloka.com.au. So are you doing Zoom online one-on-one or what can you offer? That's what I currently do. I see people one-on-one, which I do in normal times as well, or whatever we want to call normal at the moment. This whole life experience is currently almost like a mirror image of a cancer experience, isn't it? We don't know anything at the moment. So I think a lot of people can currently relate. (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting correlation. I haven't thought about it like that. It's all about the unknown that causes us to be fearful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely fearful for what's going on around me at the time and my two kids. Yes, I would Mm. say that's Mm. very true. Yeah, so I offer one-on-one at any time. um, And I think they are very beneficial as well. It's The group setting has something special, as I said, the community, but the one-on-one can actually focus on that one individuum and all the things that are happening in this person's life. Our body, our mind is never perfect, really, is it? Never. I was talking about messiness <laughs> yesterday, totally messy. And uh, at the moment, we're all very confused now. Imagine when someone has not only cancer, but a life as Mm. well. So a lot of different things come in. And when working one-on-one, you can actually focus on all of these things. I would then prioritize a few, not necessarily sharing what they are, but helping this person to find their feet on the ground again and possibly get to a more holistic experience. So how are you really feeling now, Nacha? How are you? I am feeling good. (laughs) (laughs) uh, There's always something in the body. So once someone goes through cancer the first time, there is, I would lazily call them leftovers. Um, Radiation, for example, is a constant giving back thing. Okay. So is any medication. So I've now got proof, really, that there is things that remain in the body that we can manage, but maybe not get rid of, such as forgetfulness after chemotherapy. The brain is not going back to the full capacity of memory and concentration. And so there's other things that, that stay with you for the rest of your life. And, of course, there's a niggle here and there, and the mind has that beautiful ability of putting the C word onto anything, really. <laughs> so, yeah, residue, like the radiation, the residue just from that. So do you have 
hot flushes. I can't even imagine what the residue from radiation and chemo would be. Of course, these treatments that I had sent me into medically induced menopause and I never came out of it. So the blessing is that I saved myself a second round of menopause. Wow. (laughs) But um, there is uh, things like Oh, the mood swings. I can sometimes hear my husband complain. (laughs) And uh, that's a sign that, uh, you know, I might have overreacted. I sometimes get mild hot flushes nowadays. I manage them with um, shittily, which you might be aware of. That is a breathing technique. So whenever I feel something coming up, I use that technique and it usually slows it down straight away. Also, if you're feeling quite balanced, usually they don't tend to come up that often. And that's a good tip for anyone in menopause, I would say. Wow. I didn't even know that menopause could be brought on by medication. That is a massive eye-opener for me. So now you're moving forward. You're putting all of these retreats out there for people, all of this support out there for people. Thank you so much, Nacha, for joining us today. It has been an eye-opener for me. If you want to get in touch with Nacha for her Move After Cancer course or Beyond Cancer Retreat, it's www.yogaloka.com.au. Thank you so much, Nacha. Thank you, Kylie, for having me. It's been a pleasure to talk about uh, my passion. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with Good Health Radio right after this break.